Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by King Matty D. Good evening. Good evening. And lions also like cat food too, Mm. especially on bamboo cages. Yeah. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. It certainly is because who would have thought that lions wouldn't just want to have regular meat Mm -hmm. as they would eat in the jungle. But, you know, cat food specifically, you know, tuna, you know, because lions are always going for fish. Yes. Absolutely. Out of any animal that they could have in the savannah, fish is the one that they're always being exposed to. So yeah. that is their preference. Especially like smeared just on like wood. Yeah, on wood. A live being right in front of them. Yeah, that's right. Totally. <laughs> there's a live prey, presumably with some sort of scent around him that's probably stronger than canned cat food on a cage. But no, it prefers the cat food. So- Back to the program. Matty D, what do we do on this show? In this show, we watch upcoming movies. Or we don't watch them necessarily. We watch the trailers for upcoming movies. That's right. And we try to guess based on the trailer alone and based on promotional material, how much of the plot we can guess based on that information. And then we watch the movie. Well, we try and guess as much of the plot. We don't try and guess how much we're going to guess of the plot. (laughs) No, no, no. We try to guess the plot. Yeah. And then we watch the movie like we're doing today. Yeah, that's right. And seeing how close we got to actually predicting the movie. That's right. We're comparing what we said to what actually happened in the movie. And as we like to do with these actual spoilers episodes, we're going to award points to each other to see who got closer to the actual film and uh, potentially see who's the better predictor out of the two of us. And this week, we're looking back at how well we did at predicting the 2021 comedy movie straight to streaming, straight to Amazon Prime comedy movie coming to America. That's coming the number two America. I have to point that out every time because when you hear it in audio form, it sounds exactly like the original movie coming to T.O. America. Very lazy, very lazy. And this yes. is a hard movie to find if you don't have Amazon Prime. Absolutely, because it's only on Amazon Prime. Mm. To this day, it's exclusive to Amazon Prime. I don't even think you can buy it on DVD. You can't buy it on YouTube, I know that. Yeah, that's right. Which is strange, because usually most movies you can. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I guess uh, that's the, the nature of Amazon exclusive, or any sort of streaming service exclusive. They, they it's not really... like you can watch Enola Holmes anywhere else. Actually, you can watch Enola Holmes on you YouTube. Can. Yeah, you can. They I really, don't know. They really wanted to like tighten down on the coming to America market. Yeah, they wanted to bury it, is essentially what my <laughs> prediction is. So... We don't actually know the box office of this movie because it never came to cinemas, but how well do you think it did on the streaming service? Uh, How are we measuring this? How many views it got? Yeah, sure. Like, just in the scheme of everything that came out in 2021 on Amazon Prime, and I know know already that you don't know everything that came to Amazon in 2021. No. But how do you reckon it compared, like... uh, How do you think it fared, like, top five, top three of 2021's releases? I don't think it did particularly well. I think this movie came, that's always very telling when he has that came opinion. Came and went, and I don't know if a lot because the promotion for this movie was not great. No, it was not. So I don't think it did well at all. I think it. So they promoted it about was it five or six months before the movie came out. So it, I think they started doing promotional material for it in November. And then it was delayed because it was supposed to come out in December. Then they delayed it till March of 2021. I think it was originally supposed to be released in theaters. And then it went over to Amazon. Like Amazon, I think, paid $120 million for it. And uh, they delayed the release of it because I think they had something else coming out in December. Uh, I, I think they didn't want to crowd the market. I don't know their reasoning, but they pushed it back to March 2021. And yeah, they'd already done the promotion for it in November. Yeah. So it was a real mess. So they had to do two rounds of promotion. They probably spent more on promotion than they did on the anything in the movie. 
So, just to let you know, Amazon did claim that it had one of the best opening weekends of 2021 on their platform. Well, there you go. One of the best. What? Not necessarily the best. Not necessarily the second best. One of the best. 2021 was a good year for movies. Was it? We're going to be talking about that very soon. So, I guess we can really assess that when it comes up. Yeah, it wasn't too bad, actually. It wasn't too bad for movies, but is coming to America great, but anyway. really competing? Is it really up there in the pantheon of the greatest movies of 2021? I suppose at the end of this episode, we'll really discuss our thoughts on it. But yeah, judging from like the opinion on it now, I think, as you said before, this movie very much came and went, didn't have a lot of legs to it. And why that is exactly, I suppose, we'll, yeah, we'll find out as we explore the plot and uh, explore our feelings on it. So, Matty D, before we dive into how well we did, would you care to explain our point system to anyone who may not be familiar? Sure, sure, sure. So, as you said before, Kieran, and as our listeners will already know, because they'll be very familiar with this, we award points to our predictions. I'm going to grade Kieran's plot. Mm -hmm. Kieran's going to grade my plot. If... He guesses. Now, typically, we base it on the trailer and the promotional material, but there is That's right. there's no trailer to this movie. There wasn't a trailer, at least, when we predicted the episode. That's right. Obviously, there's a trailer now, there and they released one now. after we finished the episode. But at the time, we only had a cast list and like a very, very vague outline of the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, this is a circumstance where we couldn't rely on the trailer or the poster or any sort of promotional nothing. material at all beyond you know what they said about the making of the movie. Yeah, nothing. So, usually, what we would say is we would award each other two points- uh, if we guess something that wasn't in the trailer. Now, there's right. no trailer, so there's going to be a lot of two points. Or there may That's not, right. I don't know. But there's going to be two points being awarded here. But I guess that if we guess something that is in like the brief description they had about the movie or the cast list, then maybe that disqualifies that. But two points if we guess something just off the top of our heads, that was right. One point if it is in the promotional material, so I don't know if <laughs> there's a description in a in a cast list that we read that came to yeah. be, then I guess that's one point. And half a point if if we're kind of on the right track. Not 100% correct, but we, we got enough of details about our particular prediction that it kind of is true-ish. We give yeah. each other half a point. And zero points if we got something wrong. We tally all those up and we see who did better at predicting the plot. That's exactly right. Should we dive straight into it? Yeah. I believe you went first in that original episode. I did. So I'm going to cover everything that you said, and we'll see how close you got. So this is one of those episodes, like you said before, quite like uh, we always use the kitchen as our main example, Mm. where these are always really interesting because we're both coming in completely blind, and somehow we always end up with a lot of similarities. And I don't know why, but yeah, I'm really excited to explore this one just because you pulled this out of the top of your head Pulled it out of your ass, essentially. And you said that you weren't confident at all. No. So, does this lack of confidence pay off? Yeah. If your track odds to be believed, every time you say you're confident means you have nothing. (laughs) Every time you say you're not confident, that means you try a little harder. I guess guess we'll see. I I base my prediction very much on the first movie, but the first movie as we discussed, didn't really have a really strong plot. It was kind of like stuff happens. Yeah, it was sketches, as we uh, said in that original episode. In the backdrop of a pretty generic love Romantic story. comedy, yeah. So, I, I was just like, well, anything could really happen in this movie, so I yeah. wasn't confident at all. And you also said that you wrote your plot on the bus, <laughs> even though at the start of the episode you said you were coming in an Uber. <laughs> so, that didn't make any sense to me at all. Did you catch the bus to a point and then Uber the rest of the way? Yeah, so what happened was I think I was, I think that particular day I was at a shoot somewhere in... Uh, Pretty pretty far out where there was no public transport. I get kind of bus anxiety. Were you filming uh, Thor: Love no, and Thunder? No, it, was, it was something else I was doing. So I got the bus to catch was it a train. Twelve perfect strangers. What's that? No, it wasn't that. Okay. It was, I think it was like a. I can't remember what it was. It, okay, was, it wasn't matter. either of those things. I think it was like a, a festival thing or something like that, or even an ad. I can't remember. But I was catching a bus back to to the studio, mm-hmm. and um, it was a bus and a train thing that I had to get. And I get kind of like. 
I have like I, I get really uncomfortable on buses. That's just yeah, a me thing. And especially if the bus stalls a lot and there's a lot of traffic, I'm yeah. just like, oh, I don't like to be there. I get all claustrophobic. So I was just after a and point. People always get so angry on buses. Oh. And unlike trains where you can get up and move if someone gets pissed off, if they're pissed off on a bus, you can't escape. It's yeah, it's not a it's not a good vibe. It was a very long trip I was going as well. I knew it was gonna be like a bus, another bus, a train, and I just kind of spat the dummy. And got out at a certain point and then caught an Uber, made it to the studio. Well, all right, that makes more sense to me now, but let's get into what you actually said. So you said that the movie will open in Africa, pretty easy guess there, in the fictional country of Zamunda, which you didn't know the name of until I brought it up. (laughs) So I gave you a point and a half for that because you lose half a point for not knowing the name of the country, even though you should have known from actually writing down some notes. That would have been some... I guess you're on the bus. (laughs) How can I blame you? Weren't, you didn't have Wikipedia open in front of you. Yeah, I had like a... But you uh, did say you watched that original movie heaps. Though. You, should, you should have just known. <laughs> I guess not a fan. Not as big a fan as I thought. No. But you were right about everything else. So, it does open in Zamunda. It mm. opens exactly the same as the original movie. So, yeah, pretty solid guess there. Mm. You said that the opening is scored to, quote, Lion King-esque music. Gave you two <laughs> points for that. Because it essentially is. It does sound like something from the Lion King. Yeah. It's basically African chanting and, and traditional tribal music, which... Of course, the Lion King utilized a lot. So, yeah, two points there. You didn't know that that was going to happen. It could have started with hip-hop. Could have. You said that Akeem and Lisa are now queen and king of Zamunda. Gave you half a point for that because they aren't actually queen and king at the start of the movie. They do become king and queen around 15 minutes into the movie, though. We all know why, but we'll get into that. Yes. But King Jaffe Joffa is still the king at the very opening of this movie. You said that we're reintroduced to all of our old favorite Zamundan characters. Two points there. We are. Basically, scene for scene, each new scene is a new character being reintroduced to us, or an old character, rather, being reintroduced to us. So, we see Sammy, we see Lisa, we see Oda, all of our favourites, King Jaffe Joffa. His wife has mysteriously disappeared for some reason. (laughs) Yes. Who knows? Maybe she died before. I I guess it's assumed that she died, because... I guess. Maybe she escaped. (laughs) She went back to her own people. Yeah. Well, they were like, like, she was the most intelligent of all the Yeah, that's right. right? You said that we'll also meet Mika, who is Akeem's daughter, who is responsible and a great leader. Gave you two points for that, because she pretty much is. Thanks. You said that Oa tells Akeem that King Jaffe is dying. Gave you a point for that, because it doesn't really happen, but close enough to get to a point. You didn't know Jaffe's name either, which was hilarious. You (laughs) thought it was Jafar. (laughs) Or Jaffa. Or Jaffa. Or whatever you said in that original episode. Oh, it was Jaffa. And I was (laughs) just sitting there giggling, and you're like, what? Like the candy? Yes. Well, yes, it was like Jaffa Cakes. You said that we'll see Jaffe on his literal deathbed. Two points. We nice. do. Thank you. You said that Jaffe will tell Akeem that the kingdom of Next Story is still resentful that the two kingdoms didn't join in peace in the previous movie. It was something we mentioned in the original episode that that was a plot point that was never resolved in the original movie, and that was absolutely the case here. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that we saw in the promotional material, so I gave you two points for that, even though we knew that the antagonist of the movie, or at least it was suggested that the antagonist of the movie was going to be related to Amani, who we knew that was the daughter of the king of Nextoria. So we knew that, you know, that family was going to be related in some way. Yeah, and I and I believe uh, Izzy's description was leader of a rival that's right. country or tribe. That's so right, that's right. So put two know, and two together. Good extrapolation. I'm still giving you two points. Thank you. You said that General Izzy is now the leader of Nextoria and he is a lot more aggressive and assertive than his forefather. Well, I guess his literal father. Two points. Yeah. We he, didn't know that at all. He's something. Yeah, he certainly is something. You said that General Izzy is the older brother of Akeem's rejected wife, Imani. Gave you a point for that because we knew that already. And you said that General Izzy is insistent that the 30-year-old peace agreement is honoured. So, he wants that marriage to go ahead. He wants the kingdoms to join in economy and peace and, and whatnot. 
and you're absolutely on the money. Gave you another two points. You said that Jeffy tells Akeem that he has a son that he's not aware of. Gave you two points because it is Jeffy who it does is, tell Akeem. I got that one right. You're absolutely right. You said that Akeem doesn't remember sleeping with anyone aside from Lisa. Gave you a point for that because we saw the first movie. We know that he doesn't remember sleeping yes. with anybody else. So, of course, that was going to be true. Well, they might have retconned it. They might have been like Akeem. Well, like, they did well, retcon it in this movie. Well, they did 100%. But, you know. but we didn't know that. We didn't know anything about this no. plot line. You said that everyone in the room turns to look at Semi for an explanation. Gave you two points because that's exactly what happens <laughs> that in the does movie. happen in the movie. And you said that we have a flashback to 1988 where we see a de-aged Semi and Akeem in the nightclub in Queens. Gave you six <laughs> points altogether because that's three lots of two points. So we do flashback to 1988 specifically. That's two points. We'd see de-aged Semi and Akeem, two points. In the same nightclub, two points. <laughs> yes. Well done. It could have been anywhere. I mean, you know, I think it's pretty a pretty good guess. But, you know, if anything was going to happen, it's going to be during that nightclub scene. But, you know, we didn't see anything happen in that original movie. So, still worth two points. Uh, by the way, I love when they go back to, um, I think they go back to Akeem's house. They use footage of when uh, Eddie Murphy was sitting at the club in the house. It's very obviously like <laughs> yes. he's, he's just sitting there with that somber bored look. It's just <laughs> Yes. <laughs> They've just superimposed footage from the original movie of him on the lounge in his house, which looks so funny. Yeah. <laughs> And you said that Akeem will be totally Matty Deed on Vodka Cranberries. I give you <laughs> a point and a half for that because that's actually funnier than you think because you were once spiked at a party. Yes. You were once roofied at a party. So you were closer than you realized because essentially Too Akeem- Too gorgeous. That's my problem. Akeem, Akeem was uh, roofied. Yes. By, what was her name? Mary. Yeah. Leslie Jones's character. So yeah. yeah. So, closer than you thought. So it was Mary that roofied Akeem. That's right. So she, I believe she lit up like a spliff and blew it in his face when he was drunk. Ah, uh, right, right, right. And that made him forget. Because I, I was trying to remember. I thought it might have been Sammy that did it to- No, 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 no. Assist with him. So, so it was suggested that oats. Mary gave- Akeem some drugs which okay. made him sort of like his memory hazy yeah and instead he remembers her to be a bore that he a warthog yeah jumping on his crotch again and again and again typically happens in Queens great thing to joke about date rape don't you think yep. if it was the other way around it would be played for horror well I don't think it, it, it's it's You'd never good, be able to play anyway. it as a joke. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's I ever think like... this is something that missed the mark. Absolutely. Uh, they could have done it any other way, but the way they chose was incredibly, in incredibly poor taste, I just want well, to say. you know, Eddie Murphy's humour does not age well. This movie came out last year. I'm saying, Eddie Murphy's humour does not age <laughs> so well. So even stuff he makes now doesn't yes. age well. Yes, have you seen Norbit? Yeah, well, that came out 15 years ago. That's not new. That's not a good example at all. Moving on, back to your plot. You said that while Sammy is away getting more drinks, he sees that Akeem is making out with Mary, who we called Leslie in that original episode. This doesn't really happen at all. No. So, Sammy is actually the one responsible for hooking up Mary and Akeem, because uh, Sammy is trying to get a Sammy with uh, <laughs> another girl that he spotted in the club. And he just wants to go home, as you said. In fact, I get into that right now. You said that Akeem asked Sammy why he didn't stop this from happening, and Sammy said that he wanted to go back to Zamunda faster. Two points. That's exactly what happened nice. in the movie. You said that King Jaffe knew about this bastard's son, since Semi knew that Akeem and Mary had sex, and Jaffe did his own research into the child. That's exactly right. Two points. So You're doing pretty good. Technically, they had a witch doctor who was played by Arsenio Hall, yeah. who told King Jaffe, but that's close enough to doing your own research, <laughs> Yeah, since it was his witch doctor. It was kind of like a prophecy type thing that they tied into this whole movie. That's right. I don't know why, but <laughs> they did that. It was just to make the plot happen. You said that Jaffe kept this secret the whole time, since he didn't want to ruin Akeem's marriage. That's exactly right. Two points there. He did say that he knew pretty much since he got back from America, but he said, you, you look so happy with Lisa that I didn't want to... He didn't say this, but it was implied. Yeah. You said that Akeem tells Lisa about his estranged son, and Lisa is shocked, but understanding. 
Gave you a point for that because it takes her a long time to come around, but she eventually does. Also, Akeem doesn't tell her about his son until he gets back from America. Yes. So, I don't know why he didn't tell her. He was being a bit facetious there. Yeah, and and she is not happy. Understandable. She's definitely not happy. You said that General Izzy enters the throne room with his men at this point. I gave you two points for that because, yeah, sure, General Izzy does turn up at around this point. Uh, I actually, during your plot, I said that they'll come in dancing, so I hope I get some points for that. Oh, yeah, you do. Don't worry. Great. You said that Izzy is already aware that Akeem has a long-lost son. I gave you half a point for that because he isn't. He, Izzy isn't. No, no, don't. Don't touch that one, kid. <laughs> you, you have such restraint, sir. So he finds out a fair bit later, so I gave you half a point. Yep. You said that Izzy insists that Lavelle marry his daughter, Imani Jr., even though that's his sister's name, so that the two kingdoms can join in peace. I gave you two points because he's, he does want that to happen. He does. That's something we didn't know about at all. You predicted that exactly on the mark, but her name isn't Imani Jr. Her name is Popoto. Yes, if you knew that. Well, no, I don't. I don't know if she was even cut, like listed in a character list or anything. No, like that. but yeah, that was that was a big part of the movie was getting this arranged marriage to happen. And it's not something I predicted at all. In fact, I actively said that's not going to happen in the movie, <laughs> and it did. So well done there. Thank you. You said that Akeem and Semi returned to Queens. Gave you a point for that because yeah, of course we knew that. We knew that was going to happen. Yeah. You said that they noticed that Queens looks a bit nicer and is more trendy. Gave you two points for that. <laughs> you thought that because you played a Spider-Man game where Queens was gentrified and you're just like, I'm going to incorporate that into the movie. So good on you. Well, it worked for me. I just used, you know, common sense and knowledge. <laughs> I haven't been to Queens. <laughs> Neither have I. You said that the first place they visit is the barbershop from the first movie. Gave you it two is. points because it is the exact first yeah, place that is. they visit after leaving the airport. And you said that we'll see the same old characters are still in the barbershop and we have a comic scene with them. Now, mind you, comic is in quotation marks. Same old jokes too. But I gave you two points. So you said that the barber points Akeem in the direction of his son, Lavelle. Two points because he does. does. So yes. they have a drawing that the royal sort of like sketch artist did yeah, yeah. back in uh, Wakanda. Uh, Zamunda. Zamunda. Uh, and they make that joke in the movie too, by the way. Yes. Uh, and they show the barbers the sketch of Lavelle and they're like, oh, I know that boy. And they point. Yeah. So two points there. You said that Akeem will already know his son's name at this point. He does not. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he learns it from the barbers, right? No, he learns it from Lavelle himself. Because right. he says, what is your name? Right, right, right. And, and Lavelle, is the, he works like as a sign person. What are they called? Those sign twirlers? Joker was one. What are you saying in your plot? No, in the movie. No, oh, no he, he scalps tickets. Two, he, yeah, he scalps tickets. So. <laughs> what, what movie were you watching where you were spinning a sign like the Joker? <laughs> so, interestingly enough, you said that Akeem meets Lavelle at his job. Gave you two points for well, that because yeah, his true. job is scalping tickets outside of <laughs> Madison Square Garden. For Not Uncle- to be confused with sign twirling. Yes. I don't know where you got that from. <laughs> oh, when did you watch the movie? <laughs> this morning? <laughs> You said that Lavelle will run an art gallery that specialises in traditional African art. Oh, damn. Nothing like that in the movie happens at all. Damn. Because you're like, I don't want Lavelle to be portrayed as a stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine that. Imagine going into this movie and not wanting to see African-American stereotypes. <laughs> in fact, your next point was, Lavelle will not be a stereotype. Nope, no points there. Uh, I don't think there is a single character in this movie who isn't a stereotype. They were like a stone's throw away from doing like a black and white minstrel show at one point. <laughs> I, I, I want to defend this a little bit because I, I don't want to defend your prediction or the movie. I want to defend the movie a little bit oh, and wow, my prediction. Okay. I don't want to rattle any more for any more points. It's not what I'm asking for. But I mean, it was making some kind of commentary on like white privilege, I think. I, I don't know if they did it okay. well, but you know, it was it wasn't that Lavelle was you know, lazy or 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 stupid or unmotivated because he was really motivated. He was really wise. 
It was just he wasn't getting any opportunities, right? Sure. I guess they're trying to do something there that's, you know... But you're still a stereotype. They're though. trying to fight against you're still the, wrong. the stereotype, you know? I don't know. That's that's how I kind of looked at it. Was that your way of justifying yes. a terrible movie? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. Okay. So, you said that Akeem tells Lavelle that he is his father, Darth Vader style, but Mary and Uncle Reem give Akeem the business for abandoning Mary when she was pregnant. Gave you a point and a half of that because they essentially do, very briefly. So, when Akeem rocks up at Lavelle's birthday, they're like, oh, you think you can show up after all this time, but... Uh, it's mainly Uncle Reem who has that uh, approach and not Mary. Mm. You said that Lavelle tells Akeem that he doesn't want to be a part of the royal family, but Mary and Uncle Reem insist that he does because they want that money. Two points. That's exactly right. <laughs> Don't know how you got that one. You said that Lavelle rejects Akeem's offer of royalty yet again, and Akeem and Semi get jobs working in Lavelle's art gallery. Does not happen in the movie. Lavelle is pretty much at this point when the money is brought out. He's just like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were going to play on the whole McDowell thing where, you know. You thought they were actually going to be in America in this movie? Yes. Interesting, yeah. Yes. I mean, I took that from the title myself as well. But no, <laughs> at this point in the actual movie, they go to Zamunda and never return. No. So it might as well oh, have just been called Coming to Zamunda. Well, well, they, they go back for the to break up the wedding. That's but, right. Uh, other than that, the that's whole, less than five minutes. The whole so. movie is in the fictional because that's what you want from your Coming to America movie, right? You yeah, want, that's right. You want more shenanigans than Zamunda. <laughs> it should have just been called Coming to Zamunda. It's not as confusing as a title, yes. and it accurately depicts what happens in the movie. Yes. Because it's our main character, arguably, who is Lavelle, because he has way more screen time than Eddie Murphy in the movie. I don't know why. Me neither. And. <laughs> And it would just make way more sense. But I think just every decision that they made with this movie, no spoilers for our opinions, but everything that every major decision they made with this movie seemed to have been the wrong one. Yeah, it's it's a weird sequel, right? Because they do exactly the exact opposite of what you think they're going to do with the movie. It's like that. Which isn't up. necessarily a bad thing. Not necessarily, but it's like, but yeah, it's- we thought they were going to make jokes that were funny and they did the exact opposite <laughs> of that. So yeah, I see what it, you're it saying. It almost works as like a completely different movie if you didn't have the Coming to America like title on it. And the fact that you do have the That's Coming to right. America title on it, it's like, well, why did they do this? Yeah, it was very strange. We'll get into it. So you said that Akeem and Semi stay at Lisa's father Cleo's house while they're in America. No, they're not there long enough. In fact, Cleo lives in- Zamunda. Zamunda, with his own McDowell's over there. Interestingly enough, you said that Cleo no longer runs McDowell's, but instead has a coffee chain called Starmucks. <laughs> well, that's a better joke than they made in the movie. <laughs> it's you. not the case Thank at you all. For acknowledging that. He now has a chain of McDowell's, presumably all over the world, or at least he's got one in Queens and one in Zamunda, at least. Yeah, the, the joke Who they knows? make is he he has a McFlurzy or something. Yeah, McFlurby, I think it was called. Uh, and he has a like a vegan based burger, which is literally just grass, grass. on a patty. Hilarious. Yeah, notice we're not laughing. <laughs> well, yeah. You said that all of the jokes from the previous movie will be recycled. I gave you a point for that because they are, but we discussed that that's what would happen in the movie in the lead up to talking about it. So we said that in comedy sequels, it's always just the same jokes again in a different setting, or it's the child of the main character coming to do something else. And this movie was both. Yes, both things happened. You said offhandedly that we will see Reverend Brown and Sexual Chocolate. Gave you two points for that because we do see both of them in the movie. Thanks. Mind you, they were in the credits, so they you get were. a point each for point that. Each. That makes sense. You said that Eddie Murphy will play a woman at some point in the movie. He never does. No. No, he never doesn't. does. You said that General Izzy becomes impatient and flies to Queens himself, bringing his daughter with him. Nothing like that happens no, in the movie. He, he never sets foot in America. He doesn't do a whole lot no. at all. Really? No, not really. He reads some children a story, tells them to run off and play with their grenades. That's about it. He gets beaten up by, you know, a king's three, daughters. Three daughters, yeah. And that's, that's the conclusion of his arc as well. Yeah, that's right, because he's just happy after that. And next time we see him, he's wearing a kilt and dancing with a sparrow. <laughs> and that's all he does. <laughs> he's not a threat at all. 
No one is. <laughs> there's almost like there's no sort of obstacles in this there's movie. No there's conflict. no stakes. We'll talk no conflict. about it. Let's settle down. You said that Popoto will... Well, so that's Izzy's daughter. Yes. Popoto will run away from her father to explore the city and meets Lavelle. Doesn't happen at all. You said that Lavelle and Bapoto fall in love quite naturally. Gave you half a point for that because Lavelle does want to marry Bapoto at first. It's not because he's in love with her, though. <laughs> you saw that outfit she was wearing. It was just like, wow, I'm into that. She wanted to get all up in that. And it's interesting that she grew up in Zamunda yet somehow had an American accent. Mm. I love that in the movie, they're like, um, they're like, oh, do you want to marry this woman? You know, marry her for the rest of your life. And he's like, yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was horny. Just because he was horny. <laughs> But then yep. later on, they have like a, a mirror scene from the first movie where he asks her what her interests are, and she says, "Whatever your interests are." Yeah. Like we've seen this joke before. Yes, you said that General Izzy forces Popoto to return to Africa. Doesn't happen at all. No. Cast that whole plot line from your mind. You said that Akeem tells Lavelle that he doesn't have to marry Izzy's daughter. I gave you a point and a half for that because that basically happens. But instead, Lavelle marries his royal barber. Yes, who do who they they have like an organic relationship. That's though. right. So essentially, what you predicted would happen with uh, General Izzy's daughter happens with uh, the barber, the royal barber, in the actual movie. Yeah, just some character that they you know plucked introduce. out of nowhere. <laughs> and that whole love storyline sort of came out of nowhere. So they it just really had, did. She was just there for exposition for the most part, and then in like the the third sort of chapter in the movie. Lavelle is like, all right, let's go and get married in America. Yeah. True love. Absolutely. You said that Imani finally speaks up for herself, so Imani reappears, and she has. you said that she had this whole thing where she reveals what all her interests are, because now she's an independent woman and not just a prop from the first movie. Oh, man. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, man. And she said- <laughs> And you said that she reveals that she and her brother Izzy have an incestuous relationship as Popoto is apparently her daughter as well. <laughs> That's what you said in that original episode. So you said not only that uh, Popoto is uh, General Izzy's daughter, but you also said that Imani's daughter is Popoto. I wrote this on the bus! They're brother and sister. I wrote this on the bus! It's not an excuse. I wrote this on the bus! You didn't realise as you were saying, as the words were coming out of your mouth, that it was such a stupid thing to say. <laughs> Oh, dear. Well, that's what you said. Wasn't correct. No. Not giving you any points. Not even going to give you any bonus points for making me laugh my ass off listening back to that. Uh, you I said that Lavelle and... Sorry. Go on. <laughs> Shut up. You said La- Lavelle and Bapoto say that they are in love, but want to live in Queens rather than Zamunda. Not the case. Uh, should I give you half a point for that? No. No. It's the other way around in the movie. Really, it is the other way around. Ooh, yeah. What, 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 so they get to the point where they're like, they want to get married in Zamunda with, and they want to bring queens so to Zamunda. what you were saying was they ended up back in Zamunda, but they're like, okay, we're going to get married. We're in love. We're going to move back to Queens because we're going to spend the rest of our life in Queens. I mean, it's La- the opposite in the, yeah. in the actual movie. Lavelle is an American ambassador, but I think he's staying in he's Zamunda. He's staying in Zamunda. That's right. So it's the opposite. I can't Not give too you hung half- up on that, man. Yeah, can't give you half a point. Look how many points you've gotten so far. Yeah. <laughs> They've all been two pointers, too, if you haven't noticed. Well, a couple of, you know, 1.5s, but mainly twos. You said that Mika instead becomes the heir to the throne. Two points. Who didn't see that coming a mile off? You said that Jaffe dies in the movie and never lives to see who will become the next heir to the throne. That's right. I mean, after Akeem, of course. That's exactly right. That's two points. You said that everyone will be happy at the end of the movie since they all got what they wanted. Gave you a point for that. Let's exclude us and the audience. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's why I'm giving you a point. (laughs) But I gave you a point for that mainly because it's really obvious. It's a romantic comedy movie. It's a comedy movie. It's not going to end in tragedy. So, of course, everyone's going to end up happy and with what they want. You're going to have a red wedding. That would be cool, though. No, oh, I think I wanted it halfway through this movie. You said that the movie will end with a dick and a fart joke. 
Two points. Wait, you get really? two bonus points because there are several dick jokes throughout the movie, if yeah. you remember. So many dick jokes. And a lion farts in one scene, so I count that as a fart joke. <laughs> so, yeah, well done there. You, you cool. Poor. Uh, now, interestingly enough, you get another bonus point because during my plot, you joked that Imani would still be hopping on one leg and barking in present day. She is. <laughs> Now, I almost wasn't going to give you a point for that because you specifically said she wasn't going to be like that in your plot, but since you brought it up in my plot and you did it offhandedly, I'm going to give it to you as a bonus. So. Yeah, because I think I well said that deserved. as a joke. I didn't. Well, I thought it would be funny. And I agreed with you. I'm like, yes, that yeah. would be funny. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, well-deserved one point there. So, What a good day for Matty D. If you count up all of your points, and it took quite a while, how many points do you reckon you got? Dude, I, did I crack 100? <laughs> you wish. <laughs> no, you did not crack 100. Uh, what are we talking? 80s? You got 69.5 points. Hell, okay. Well, that's so okay. So you were half a point away from 70, which I think is fantastic since that's the best you've done in such a long time. It has been, I think the only time you did better recently was James Bond, and we talked about that last year. Yeah. So I think this is the best you've done this year. So nice. well done. That's no surprise. I've had a string of bad predictions. This was a good one for me. Yes. Surprisingly good. I think you were closer to the actual movie than I was, to be perfectly uh-huh. honest. Yeah, you had... Well, I guess, I guess the proof is in the pudding. We'll, we'll, we'll go into it. But yeah, I, I was very happy listening back to that. But I, listening back to that, that's... I mean, aside from the, the fact that most of it takes place in America, mm-hmm. and that wasn't the case in the mm-hmm. movie... How would we know that? But just very loosely, you were very, very close. I mean, I think it's the same for me as well, but you were missing huge chunks of the movie. Yeah, I, I, I But didn't... the stuff that you did have was basically correct. I mean, replace Lavelle's love interest with... Some random woman that yeah, he the meets in Zamunda. She does have a name, but uh, you know, but uh, you know, and that I pretty much have the plot in, in that's a right. Way. Minus the three trials, yeah, the three trials, which neither of us predicted in the movie, yeah. he has to prove to be a prince. Minus the fact that you didn't mention Uncle Ram or Mary for the rest of your plot no, after really. their initial not introduction. Really. Hey, Quayne, I thought I thought you know they were going to be comic relief for the rest of the movie, which they kind of were. Yeah, you should have said that during your plot. <laughs> All right, well, let's go into your plot. Let's go into what you uh, got right when you predicted uh, coming to America. Now, the first thing you said was that you thought the movie was going to open in Zamunda with Zamunda mm-hmm. with a zooming shot over the lands. That you Four points yeah. in total because... Well, not a zoom, like a in. tracking shot. Yeah, well, like, you, the way like you an aerial it, sort of shot. Yeah, the way you describe over the it landscape. Is, is it's almost like a drone shot coming close, um, mm-hmm. which is that, that's exactly how the movie... Uh, opens yep. and you said that we'll see a fancy CGI palace we yep. certainly do it is very CGI yep. two points there you said Akeem will have a similar routine with some slight differences a similar routine to the first movie is what you're yeah. referring to and that is true uh, we see that he's married he's with his wife they're pretty happy but he the only difference is he does more things for himself so that is in total six points okay uh, fair two enough two sets of two points for each of that prediction there you thought Akeem would have five daughters very close he has three mm. i give you a point for that I mean we're being a stickler here but yeah he had we we're only told about one daughter yes so you're close enough to get more than half a point I feel um, and, and it's and it's really important to the plot that he has all daughters he doesn't yeah, have that's male right. heir so I'll give you a point for that it's very close you said that Mika is his oldest daughter and is very mm-hmm. outspoken but respectful which I give you two points I think that's an accurate description of her character we mm-hmm. didn't know that from any of the promotional material no. at all you said that Mika enjoys royal life and she's a good leader, 
but she's her own person as well. Two yeah. sets of two Independent. points there. Yeah. Four points in total. You said, oh, I love this. You said that the other daughters will not have any lines of dialogue or barely any lines of dialogue yep. or screen time and will just be there nodding their heads. Two yes. points because that <laughs> is exactly, exactly what, what they, they do. Did. So one of them was Eddie Murphy's daughter herself. Yeah. So the one with the glasses was Eddie Murphy's daughter. Ah. And the younger one, I, you know, who cares about her? But uh, She had a little bit more to do. She laughed at... Uh, Lavelle's jokes. I guess. That's right. I guess so. The audience knew that's when they were supposed to laugh. Yeah, I that's think. right. <laughs> yeah, but they basically had like two lines in the whole movie, and that was it. Mm. But Mika was definitely there, eating up more screen time. Yeah, well, she was more important. Yes. I guess she was the you know going to be the leader of Zamunda. Yeah, the, the other the two movie. children were definitely just background characters. Very much so. I thought they were going to have their own personalities. But yeah, no, not really. No, did very very little. It's almost like you could just have one daughter, but I don't know why yeah. they didn't do that. Anyway, you said that uh, the singer character who I can't remember, it's not- Randy Jackson? Maybe it was Randy Jackson you are talking about. Any, in He's any the case, only singer I can think of. In, in any case, I give you two- No, 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 no. The Zamunda uh, person that uh, is like, he announces things. I can't remember oh, what his Oa. name is. Oa. Yes, Oa. You, you predicted Oa would be here and he would repeat his gag where he would sing something and it was supposed to yeah. be- Come, come out of a shock out of nowhere. So I'll give you two points because that does He happen. does do that, yeah. Yep. Uh, you said that he would sing Happy Birthday for- Yeah, I was just for scrambling. Yeah. Now, I give you a point here. Now, there's not a birthday song, but there is a song there's and there's a, a whole festival. <laughs> uh, it's the anniversary. That's almost a birthday, so I'll give you a point for that. Not quite two, but very, very close, I think. But and the celebration weirdly- is his funeral when he's still alive. Because he's just like, I'm ready for my funeral now. He oh, wants- is that what that yeah, is? Yeah, that's what it was. I thought, I thought it was- Because he's in a coffin. Yeah, well, that's what I was confused about. I was like, why is he in a coffin? Like, this seems really important. Yeah, no, it was his funeral. So, it was a funeral. Yeah, so I think he knew he was going to die on that day, but he wanted to experience his funeral as a celebration right. before he died. Movie, it would be nice if you explained that, because- that They was, did say that. That was confusing. They well, said I must, it. I must have missed it. I thought it was an anniversary. I thought they were, like, doing some kind of thing where he was in the funeral, and it would be like, like, who was in the coffin, and it would be like, you live on, and then he dies, you know, Yeah. with, you know, poor timing. No. Uh, anyway, one point, regardless, because- yeah, close enough to. I guess so. On that note, you said Jaffe is on his deathbed. This is true. Two mm-hmm. points. You said that Jaffe wants to continue the male lineage and makes Akeem promise him to have a male heir. True. Two points. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we knew that from the plot description. It should be a single point. Well, I say that male lineage plus the promise equals okay, two right. points. Okay, all right. So it's the sum of parts. Okay. Yep. Now, here's something interesting. You thought that Jaffe wouldn't die. He'd be on his deathbed, yeah. but he wouldn't die. Yeah, just- I, I said that he'd be on his deathbed, but I, I said it wouldn't be... It'd be like a downer ending if he died at the end, because I wanted him to be alive for the whole movie. <laughs> you did. But instead, he dies at the start, kind of like you predicted. Yes, so that is not correct. He does no. die. You thought he would be on his deathbed, but the death would never actually happen in the movie. It yeah. does. You said that Akeem's wife... Who's What's Akeem's wife? Lisa. Name? Lisa. You said that Lisa wouldn't understand why the lineage has to be a male lineage, which is true. That's she true. Ma- she has that discussion. That's two points. She said- shuts Akeem out of his own bedroom at that point. That scene they was have, awesome. They have an argument. She's like, there's many rooms in this palace. Go sleep in another one. <laughs> now, you said uh, in this point in your plot, you introduced Izzy. You said that he's from a neighboring country, which is true. Yep, next door. Yeah. Yep. And you thought that Izzy would break the news of Akeem's son. It's not quite true, but you did say mm. Izzy would enter in a dance number, which is true. Yes. So you get points for that. You said that Lisa is going to be mad with Akeem that he slept with somebody else, which is true. She was yes. mad at him, two points. And also mad because he lied or, or didn't tell her when he knew, but she was definitely mad at him. Yes, that's right. 
You said that Akeem and Semi go to America to sort out these claims. I give you a point. We kind of mm-hmm. knew that was what was going to happen based on the movie that it is and based on the description. But that does that is what happens. They go to America to find their illegitimate son or Akeem's illegitimate son. Mm-hmm. You said that when they end up in Queens, it is different. It is busier. It is cleaner. Gentrified. All familiar things from my plot as well, which you, I give you two points for. And the, the cool thing as well is that you said there's going to be Ubers yes. in Queens. And they make such a big deal of this that I give you another set of two yes, points that's, that's for that. Good. Well, there you go. I'm glad you picked up on that as well. Mm. There's a little gag there. So you get two points for saying it. Now, you said there'd be some fish-out-of-water comedy at this point in the movie. Yeah, that's wh- the whole movie. <laughs> where, where you know, Kim and Sammy are running around America. Uh, you said that they wouldn't understand trends. Now, I give you two points for the fish-out-of-water comedy uh, mm. remark. But I also give you another two points because Akim not picking up on trends is a gag right at the start, I think. Yeah, they do something. Yeah, I can't remember. Mind what- you, I said that they would see mobile phones say- and not understand what they are. But mind you, they do have mobile phones and they have tablets. like iPads and stuff. Yeah, no, I think, so that's I, not the case. I, I think Akeem. There's a joke where Akeem says he's on fleek or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. And the daughters are like, "Oh, that's so you know whatever. That's, that's so, so lame. That's so lame. That's so, so raven. You know, he's not on top of trends. So I'll give you two points for that because that was a gag they played on. You said that Akeem would go to McDowell's. Mm-hmm. Uh, like me, you thought that that would be in Queens. It is not. As we said, it's in yes. Zamunda. Yes, he does go to McDowell's a couple of times in Zamunda. He does. Which, because of this, because he does go to McDowell's in certain parts of the movie, I give you points for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you said the assistant is still there. Now, I'll give you two points because he goes to McDowell's and I'll give you a point because the assistant is still yeah, there. Yeah, I said that he's still working there and he's now a manager. And he, he was a manager. I didn't I didn't pick up. The, yeah. I assumed that was the case, but I didn't Yeah, he was the that, manager, well, well I thought was for, hilarious. Well done for calling that. Now, you said that we'll get to see the barbershop, the characters from the barbershop, or yep. the barbers, who are all the same age. Yes. Which they are. Yeah, and exactly they, the same age. And they would all be complaining about boxes. Um, yep. Four points in total there. They're talking about Conor McGregor. Yes, they are. <laughs> They've just updated their references. You said that old sexual chocolate would appear in the movie and would still be stuck in the 80s. Two points. Yep. That happens right at the end. It was a nice little reveal, I thought, actually. Yes. They waited the whole movie to... Because he was one of the popular characters of that movie. That's right. So they waited the whole movie and then pulled him out right he at the end. He was one of my favorite characters in that original movie. You remember who my favorite character was? Is it Reverend Brown? No. It was the sister. It was Lisa's oh, sister. Oh, sister. She didn't appear in this no. movie at all. What a disgrace. She was not in the movie. What a disgrace. Uh-huh. Shari Headley, I believe. No, wait, that's Lisa's actor's name. I can't remember the sister's name. But yeah, she should have been in this movie. Well, they had a guy giving oral sex. Would that did that uh, satisfy you? <laughs> yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> not the same. It's, you want? They, if, I tell you what, it's going to be a spinoff. If Lisa's sister came out of the bath with Mary, <laughs> and it was revealed that she was the one giving oral sex to, to Mary, I would have been applauding. Like, Plotting like Citizen Kane. Yes. Like Shia LaBeouf in that uh, yeah. one music video. That's the same reference, but I yes. Know. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to sort of- Oh, you're, you're give doing me, an, an ancient points. reference and an, a modern reference. Yeah, no one gets left behind on this podcast, Kieran. Yes, okay. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Reverend Brown, you said Reverend Brown would be in the movie. He would still be a hungry, a money-hungry pervert, which I give you two points for. Accurate. You said that yeah. Leslie Jones would be a sassy loud What indicates that he's a pervert in this movie? Uh, he says something. He, he says something about money, and I think Lisa or the barber says something about she him. She calls him a misogynist, though. How would she know that? He hasn't done anything to show that he's misogynist. He the movie is. hasn't done anything Take to show he's misogynist. Take the points. I, I'm accepting those points, but, you know, because it is the case in the movie, but they, they just tell us that he's a misogynist and never show us. So, so what are you saying? You, you're saying that he could be a changed man? I'm just saying, why are they just presuming we have knowledge? Reverend Brown? Why would they uh, are they just presuming we have seen the first movie and uh, are telling us something about a character that they're not showing us? Who's watching this movie if they haven't seen the first movie? That's the a good very point. Least. That's a good point. But the I just thought least. it was incredibly lazy writing. You expect character growth from Reverend yeah. Brown 
when there yeah. was character growth for literally no one else. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I think I'm, you know, I'm dying on the wrong hill here. <laughs> Just accept the points and we'll move I'm on. I'm accepting them. Anyway, so yeah, Leslie Brown. Leslie Brown. Leslie Jones. Who's Leslie Brown? Who cares? <laughs> but yeah, Leslie Jones, Sassy Loudmouth, and you said that Uncle Reem- As Mary, yeah. Yes, as Mary. And you said Uncle Reem would be protective and loud. I give you two, mm-hmm. two sets of two points, which is yep. four points in total. That is accurate. I mean, wow. a safe guess, but accurate. Can you believe that there was a character in a movie in 2021 called Uncle Reem? <laughs> sure for Uncle Remus, of all things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and his, his character as well. Oh, boy. Yeah. If I ever wanted to see anyone be eaten by a lion in this movie, it was Uncle Rain was on the first one of my I, list. I usually like this- uh, Tracy this Morgan. I like Tracy Morgan. Yeah. I always find Tracy Morgan funny. Loved him in 30 Rock. You loved him as Captain Caveman in Scoob. Yeah, did not like him in this movie. No. I uh, thought he did nothing. No. A waste. He, every time it was on screen, it was aggravating. A waste. A waste. I mean, they had- Morgan Freeman did more with his with You've his. You've got to sharpen your tool, nephew. <laughs> He was the biggest stereotype in a movie full of stereotypes. Closely followed by Leslie Jones. Yeah. Well, Leslie's just being Leslie. That's what she does. Yeah, in every but it's movie. like dialed up to eleven. Yeah. Well. I've never seen her this bad before. <laughs> I think it's the company. Hey, Quine. And then like when the money was revealed, she's just like, ooh. I thought Leslie had some funny moments, to be yes. honest. Sorry, I slept with your husband. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. you know, that was always gonna happen. Anyway, anyway. Like me as well. You said that we would see the nightclub scene from the first movie with yep. D.H. Semi. And so jumping back to 1988. So yeah, once they once they meet their son and uh, we, so Mary explains it to them meet, in my plot. Yes, yeah. So in your plot, Mary kind of explains what what has happened in the actual movie. They already know this. Yeah. That's oh right. no, I think I think it does get revealed at this point in the movie as well. But yeah, Mary reveals what happened, and we get a flashback to the to the bit in the movie in the original movie where they're at the nightclub as we've yep. said before they're de-aged and Akeem picks up two girls including including uh, Mary that's right which is what happens in the movie uh, you said that they are drunk as in Akeem and Sammy are drunk and they get taken advantage of six points in total for that because those are all things that were right and accurate to the movie yeah you said Akeem doesn't remember but believes this may have happened. I say two points for that because he doesn't really remember. Yeah. Uh, but now let's it. keep in mind as well, we're mm-hmm. presuming that our audience has listened to that original episode, so nothing we say is going to surprise them at all. No. Let's keep in mind as well that everything that they're saying here is not true in my plot. So yes. Akeem was never date-raped in my plot. He was in yours, but he was never date-raped in my plot because I'm like, why would they do that? And then why would they sort of like piss over the, all over the legacy of the yeah. original movie by saying all this stuff and having all this stuff that messes that so up? So, I, I, yeah, I think it's worth pointing out that this was, and we spoke about this off air as well, this was a struggle for us because we couldn't understand why Akeem, with Akeem's character, would have slept with somebody who wasn't Lisa. That's right. When they didn't, didn't go into it in the original movie. I, I get that you can- you know, say, oh, actually he did, but it seems so out of character for him That's right, yeah. to do that. And to sort of- So put- I had, we'll get into it, but I had this elaborate yes, idea absolutely. of how this made sense. But I just want to point out, even though I'm getting points for this, in the universe of my plot, even though that's how the movie's presenting it, which is what's earning me points, mm. it's not actually the case in my plot. In your plot, so yeah. This is all lies. In your plot, but you, you're getting points because that's the reveal here. That's what Akeem right. thinks. But yeah, you're right. It, it does turn... You, you have a twist that doesn't appear in the movie. That's right. But, uh, we, we struggled with that because it just kind of felt weird and out of place to have like yes. date rape happening in, in your Coming to America sequel. That's right. And I just kind of went like, oh, okay, maybe it did, did happen and you thought sort of speculated that, no, the, the movie's misleading it and it's going to be That's a twist. Right. Yeah. And maybe it should have been. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, at this point in the movie, they're introduced to Lavelle, 
who looks like Akeem. Now, you were like, well, maybe he just looks like Akeem and that's how they put two and two together. And, you know, we can debate, we can argue if they look t- no, look like each other or not. they don't look not. like at all. No, they don't at all. But there is a scene in the movie where Lavelle turns to his profile and, like, Akeem turns in his profile as well and they have, like, this regal look. Yes. And one of the other characters is like, oh, of course they're related. So I'll give yeah. you two points because the they're kind of insinuating that they do. Yes, yes. <laughs> or they have similar mannerisms or something. I don't know. So I'll give you two points. You said that uh, Lavelle is a streetwise hustler. This is true. Yep. It is in the description vaguely in the well, character Well, hustler bio. wasn't in the description. No, he's a bit of a hustler, though. So you get points for that. You said that Lavelle resents his father, thinking that his father abandoned him, thinking it came, you know, abandoned him. He didn't know who his father was. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, that's true. Very two briefly points. so. Two points. Yeah, very briefly it's so. probably two minutes well, of the whole movie. He spends, what, 31, 33 years believing that? Yeah, believing that's his true. his dad's a deadbeat. So you get two points for that. He says it in the job interview. So yeah, two points for that. That's right. Uh, you had this really- The job interview, I'm glad you brought it up. Did you notice that the job interview was with the son- Yes. Of the, the two guys, for the brothers from Trading Places- the interview. Yeah. The, the interviewer who was also in Tom and Jerry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So SNL fame, yeah. So that guy was playing the son of the two brothers from Trading Places who were homeless in the first Coming to America. Oh, so I do didn't you remember, pick up on that. Do you remember in uh, Coming to America when he gives these two homeless guys a whole bunch of money oh. and they're like, oh, we're back, we're back. It's because they were the two rich assholes from Trading Places who took uh, Eddie Murphy, who was a poor guy, off the streets and gave him like a rich position, sort of like a stock market company, right? To see if he would succeed. So if you take someone out of their element and put them in a different element, will they thrive? Yeah. And in that movie, they ended up becoming bankrupt, and which is why they were homeless in coming to America. And it was like a little cameo, a little joke. That's right. So they had a painting of those two brothers. Oh, I didn't notice that. And the guy doing the interview was the son of one of those two brothers. Oh, that's cool. Which I, I thought like was that. a cute little reference. That's nice. I, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that at all. Yeah, it that's was, cool. It, it, it's one of those things of like, if you know, you know. Yeah. And so I recently watched Trading Places, so I recognized them in the portrait, and I'm like, oh, there you go. And then, of course, I was like, so that means they were those guys in Coming to America. Oh, that's nice. That's a well done movie. Yeah. Well done. You did one good thing. <laughs> Mind you, that scene with the interview was just ass anyway, so that's uh, all the compliments I can give it. It, it was it was awkward, I think, yeah. you know, as, as we said, it was Given that it was to... one of the only white characters in the movie, and he was portrayed as, you know, yeah, well, the way I, he was. I, I guess it's trying to establish the challenges that Lavelle... You yes, know, of course. Faces in his life and uh, try to give him some sympathy because the rest of the movie he acts like an ass. So yes, <laughs> yes, you I'm with you there. But yeah, some humanity. You know. Uh, also, I just want to mention that you had this idea that Lavelle would have a trinket and that when a king yeah. meets him. And, you know, you explain it later in the plot why he has this. It's going to be Izzy that gives yeah. it to him. But Akeem is going to believe Lavelle is his son because he has this particular trinket. That's Doesn't right. happen in the movie. No, there's nothing like that in the movie. Akeem just believes it. But I thought that was cute. And I kind of wish they did something like that. That would have been nice, but not the case. I mean, the closest thing that happens- He didn't happens- even bother doing a DNA test. No. There's no real evidence there's that, none. Uh, you know, Lavelle is his son. The, the evidence is the witch doctor described- the situation son, yeah. where they met and it looks like the picture is what so it was just explained through magic in yeah, the actual yeah, movie yeah and, and and the closest thing that comes to like a trinket or anything like that is where the money drops out where Sammy drops the money but that's more of yeah, like it doesn't a, count oh they're rich yeah they're yeah. rich yeah let's be stereotypes we, we believe they're princes now rather yeah. than like Akeem just believes that Lavelle is his son but I guess you don't really need to do anything in this kind of movie you can just be like go with it uh, Akeem wants to reconnect with Lavelle and make up for lost time I mean, he yeah, more so. wants him to be the prince of the country. Yeah. To f- fulfill his father's. So, I give you two points anyway. Something but- neither of us explore is that 
Lavelle has to go through these three trials before he can be deemed worthy as the king. So most of the movie is him trying to overcome yes. these three trials, and it's all a waste of time anyway. So I don't know why they bothered. Uh, you didn't like the the lion whisker scene? No. <laughs> you didn't you didn't like the the circumcision scene? No. Uh, you didn't like the what was the other trials he had to do? Oh, like learning. Yeah, it was really exciting watching him learn fictional characters' biographies because that's always fun to see in a movie. You know, dedicate screen time to talking about stuff we don't care about. <laughs> well, it's just so he can make pop culture. Yeah, references. of course. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, I give you a point as well because Akeem wants Lavelle to be the Prince of uh, Zamunda, take over mm-hmm. the throne. You said that uh, Izzy is the older brother of Amani, which is true. Izzy. We knew that Izzy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and was he? He was. Yes, he was. And Sorry, I'm doing a who's on first, <laughs> and you're not. You're not picking it up. <laughs> no, I get it. I laughed. It's it okay. funny. Well, you want me to? You want me to do a bit with you? Yeah, <laughs> he is. goddammit. But yeah, you said uh, Izzy is going to be the older brother of Marnie. Wants revenge mm-hmm. on Akeem. This is where you sort of. You, you, this is where you kind of go into the the deeper crux of your plot here. The the big twist that's coming up. You, mm. You're sort of on the right track. I give you two points. He does for want that because he, he does want. Yeah, revenge. he does want revenge. He does want revenge, which is true. Give you two points. He's more interested in getting his daughter to marry Lavelle and. Have those He ties. wants to kill Akeem in the actual He movie. does want to kill Akeem as yeah. well. They say that if he doesn't get his son back and put him on the throne, that Akeem is going to be killed like within a week. Mm, yeah. So that is a plot point. It is a plot point. I think he more wants the marriage to happen, but he's going to yeah. kill Akeem if it doesn't go through. But yeah, there, right. there is a revenge angle there, which is why you get two points. So you had this idea that Izzy went to America. Wait, yeah. we're backtracking. Oh boy, was this allowed. So in your plot, Akeem, Akeem thinks Lavelle is his son. He's sort of reacquainting with him. And then we're going to have this bombshell where Lavelle isn't Akeem's son, was never Akeem's son. That's and what right. actually happened was way, 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 way back in the events of the first movie, Izzy wanted to screw over Akeem. I love this because plot point. Because he rejected Imani. Because he had rejected Imani, made her life miserable, made her bark like a dog. It was That's an right. overall terrible human being. So Izzy goes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go over to America. I'm going to sleep with a random girl. And yes. then I'm going to I'm going to sort of you know put this on Make sure boil. that she gets pregnant and has a son. Ma- you know. Which is quite a thing to plan for. <laughs> yes. And then- So he goes over to America disguised as a Kim. Yes. Well, I don't think he needs to disguise himself as a Kim or just he tell just people, people he's yeah. a Kim, which is what he does. And he goes over, you know, sleeps with Mary. Mary conceives a child. He leaves a trinket from Zamunda. <laughs> to sort of set up this elaborate yes. thing. And the whole idea is it's going to be revealed that- 33 Akeem, years in the making. Yeah. Akeem's going to have a bastard son. And it's so gonna- how did how the fuck did General Izzy know that Akeem was only going to have daughters in his own marriage in the future? That's a good question, Kieran. I want to point it to you because it's your plot point. Well, I guess if he fathered the child first, making it seem like Akeem fathered the child first, then that child would have to be the heir, being the firstborn child. Yeah. Okay. So I guess it makes sense in that makes regard. Sense. I don't know why I'm defending my own nonsense here. <laughs> So I'll just finish explaining yes. what you were, what you meant. None so, of this is in the movie. None of this by is the in the movie. I just found it really entertaining. So Izzy goes over, has the child, and what he's going to do is he's going to blackmail um, Akeem, or not blackmail, but kind of destroy his legacy by saying, "Look, you have a bastard child that you know should be the heir of the throne." Yeah. Um, and that's going to destroy his Akeem's marriage. Marriage. Yeah. So he's going to get back at Akeem for all the wrong he's done him and his family. And, and then once the son is in the throne, he can kill Akeem. Yep. And, and then, then position himself as the ruler. And then and then reveal, hey, look, Lavelle is actually my son. Therefore, my family have the right to rule. Essentially undoing everything that he just claimed. Yes. Because then everyone would be like, hold on. Well, then he's not up. the king. Yeah. There's a lot of questions you could ask. And I think yeah. I did ask them in the episode because, you know, like, for example. If, so if- clearly I thought it through, but I didn't think it through <laughs> that much. No, no, no. Because, I mean, if, if, you know, that did happen, wouldn't the 
population of Zamunda be like, well, hang on, he's not the rightful heir. Yes. But I guess at this point, they're like, what, Izzy's just like, too late! <laughs> well, Akeem's dead, what are you going to do? Too late! And I also didn't understand why he'd wait 30, 31 years or 30 years or whatever. He could, he could have done it earlier. He could have been like, hey, look, yeah. this 10-year-old he child. It, he could have done it when he was 20. 20, you know, a, a child, a teenager, when he could be easily influenced as a teenager or a child. Sure. So what we're saying here wasn't a particularly good prediction. Well, you defended it by saying these kind of movies don't think these kind of things through. It's a comedy, which I grant you, fair enough. Yeah. And it was your way of trying to understand why the whole... Yeah, we already said this. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't blame you for that. I just thought it was very interesting. None of that happens, though. No, of course not. Uh, You said that Uncle Reem would be involved in in this plot, which is... With Izzy. Incorrect. You thought he'd be a bad guy. He's a good... He is a bad guy in my (laughs) book. He's supposed to be a good guy, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, at this point in your prediction, you said that Amani would still be barking like a dog until and present hopping day. Hopping on one foot. Hopping on one day, which give you two points. That does happen. Uh, you thought that uh, Mika and Lavelle would have a relationship, a romantic relationship. They mm. have a very close friendship. They are brother and sister. They are the brother and movie. sister. In your plot, they weren't. So you thought no. them coming together would kind of like, would, would be like a nice little book ending for them. Yeah. But uh, I give you half a point because they become friends and they develop yeah. a close relationship. You said that Akeem would decide that Mika would be a better heir, breaking the rules, breaking tradition, two mm-hmm. points. That is exactly what happens. Uh, again, you reiterated that Jaffe wouldn't die, but you did say that, you know what? If he did die, the, there'll be a funeral where everyone dances, which I give you yes. a bonus point for because that is yeah, what there happens. You, go. <laughs> uh, you said that Akeem would be king. Doesn't happen at the end of the movie. Happens very early on. 15 minutes in, true. yeah. I guess we kind of knew that, so I'll give you a point. And with that, you got 81 and a half points. Wow, look at that. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that well in a while. It was a good good prediction, yeah. aside from the ending. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I feel like you were closer overall to the actual plot of the movie, but I guess I just threw in a few more elements. I spoke yep. for longer maybe than you did. And yeah, I guess it just shows that I'm the winner this week. I think both both uh, our predictions were pretty good. Yes. Considering we didn't have a trailer, I think this is a win for Given us. Given that you're only I'm 10 points happy. behind me, mm, yeah. nearly in the 70s, I would say that that was inc- an incredible prediction on both of our behalves. I mean- About as good as the kitchen, is what yes, I'll say. about as good. That, that's about the as benchmark. Close. That's the benchmark. I guess as well, like- Zombieland, Double Tap, maybe. We got a lot of things right, and we kind of- Lent on the first movie. There's a lot we got wrong. We didn't know it was yes. going to take place entirely in Zamunda. That's a biggie. There was a lot of shit that we completely missed out. But yeah, a lot of details that added up. I think these movies in nature are very difficult to predict, as we said in that original episode, because it's a comedy movie. They don't generally follow logic. And there was a lot, a lot in this plot that didn't follow logic. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the fact that we did as well as we did is just to be commended. So, well done, Matty D. Well done, Kieran. What were your thoughts on the actual movie itself coming to America? So, we heard about the movie that we imagined it would be, but now what were your thoughts on the movie that you actually saw? Okay. Firstly, I thought it was too long. Way, it way, was an way, hour too long. 42 minutes, I think it was. Nearly two hours. Yeah, I... I didn't An hour shorter than Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, mind you. Far, really? Yes. That's terrible. That's terrible. You know, so, if say- you're a fan of seeing African-Americans do African accents for over nearly two hours, two hours plus, then, you know, this has been the week for me. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I wasn't looking forward to watching this movie. When I watched it, I was like, okay, this is okay. But then the length of the movie really got to me. Yes. And I thought that it could almost work if they just cut a lot of the bullshit out. And ultimately, yes. my takeaway from it was there was so much focus on stuff that I didn't want to see, and it took away. What didn't from you want to see? That I did want to see. Well, I'll tell you what I did want to see. My favorite mm-hmm. character was Sammy. 
He was. Sure. In, he wasn't in this movie. It was in about four scenes. Wasn't in this movie. Such a huge, huge that that whole, that original movie is a buddy. Well, movie. at least your favorite character was in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I handjob girl does miss yeah. entirely. Tell you, I didn't like Lavelle. Lavelle annoyed the absolute no, the shit same. out of me. He was dislikable. He was. He was. He, the way he walked annoyed me. And he was all through the movie, so... Yes, he was the main character. Th- yeah, there was just... There was stuff that I, you know... And I, I kind of... If it was my movie, they should have just sort of... Introduced the things that we liked about the movie. The, yeah. the characters, the... Have Eddie Murphy be the main character mm-hmm. instead of Lavelle. Yep. You can have Lavelle there, but don't have him be as dominating as he is. Yeah, and Eddie Murphy in this movie, it was hard to kind of gauge what he was about. He didn't really do anything. He it, didn't... He looked like he didn't want to be there. Yeah, that he was, was there the for issue. a paycheck. He, he was... He uh, was sleepwalking through everything. Oh, God, yeah. So, he was so good in Dolomite Is My Name, which is the movie he did before this one. It's the same director and everything. Same writer. I, I don't know if it was the same writer, but it was definitely the same director. It was Eddie Murphy in both movies. He was fantastic in Dolomite Is My Name. I was expecting a similar performance in this movie. He brought nothing to this role. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, it, it almost came across like he was too good for the movie. Yes. And I kind of, that kind of pissed me off on a personal level because I was like, well, this movie, you know, was a big part of your early career. Yeah. You arrogant fuck. Like, how dare you come here and, you know, throw away your performance like that. So that annoyed me. I thought Wesley Snipes was dreadful. Yes. Absolutely dreadful. And we typically like Wesley Snipes yeah. as well. He talked a lot about like how, how he was Remember how like- he played Dervil Martin in uh, Dolomite Is My yeah, Name again? Good. And he was, he good, was good in good. that. He but yeah, this one, just... Oh. He talked a lot of shit in the lead up to this movie about how much he was getting into character and how much he was like... He sucked. Yes. <laughs> and not his fault the writing was not there for him. So. No. Well, uh, he was in Welcome Company because I think everybody in this movie sucked because I, mean, I thought the movie sucked. I mean, Leslie was fine. I mean, there were there were people. Mika was fine. I mean, like, there were people that were okay. I like that's your go-to description of whenever you see a terrible movie. That was fine. So, for you, for you in your in your world, movies are either really good or fine. I've seen some terrible movies, Kieran. Yes. In the course of this show. Let's not forget Come Play. This, this was not- This was not a, a- All right. So, this was no antebellum. No. Let's say that. No. No. But- It wasn't terrible. It was It was ultimately too long and too messy. And let's, and let's you know, let's be fair. You know, comedy movies are very subjective. So, some people may really like this movie. But obviously, you and I did not. Yeah. Essentially, this movie was like a steak and it needed to cut the fat- off the steak so it yeah, could be like it was like a tiny piece of meat and all gristle yeah, the rest of it was yeah. gristle and it would have been nice if they just cut that off and it would be a much more enjoyable meal and I think that's a really a really good metaphor considering <laughs> Eddie Murphy is fatter in this movie there yes <laughs> yes well I think that's a given anyway but yes yeah. what are you going to do that's my opinion what was yours you I had the like same it. opinion yeah I, I think I've made myself very clear so far uh, I think this is probably how many comedy movies have we covered on the show? Zombieland, Double Tap. We've covered a few. Not including like children's movies, but just like aimed at adults comedy movies. I think this has oh, to be yeah. one of the worst that we've done. Yeah, agreed. It was just terrible. Terrible special effects, mind you. Yeah, well. There was nothing in this movie that looked real at all. Like Zamunda looked like it was entirely a set. I, I understand that it was, and it, I guess it's the joke that it's not supposed to look real, but just just the lion there was no point where I thought he was interacting with a real lion there was no point where I thought he was standing in a real field <laughs> just everything so fakey and just yes like you said focusing on stuff that we do not care about or at least you and I don't care about stuff that we liked in the first movie just wasn't here and yeah if it wasn't rehashing stuff from the first movie in a worse way it was just doing stuff that uh, I don't know why anyone would want it from a sequel yeah I mean it's handed to you on a silver platter right like Go yeah. back to Queens, interact with all the things that have changed in Queens. But for some yeah. reason, they wanted to, I feel like, 
bank on the success of like Black Panther and make a Black Panther comedy. Yeah, that's right. And it just didn't work. And I think you alluded to this. Kind of comes across offensive most of the time. Yeah, well, at least to us. Can't speak for everybody. Well, I'll just say it comes across lazy. Yeah. The use of stereotypes, I think, like I said, for a 2021 movie, I think was surprising. And it, it kind of took me off guard. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see what other people think. Let's cast it out. Yeah, did you like it? What were your thoughts on... I was about to say Black Panther. <laughs> That's not right at all. What were your thoughts on coming to America? Were you a fan of the original movie? Did you hate this sequel? Did you love it? Did you think it was better? There's several places you can let us know. You can email us at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site if you happen to have the Podbean app on your mobile device. <laughs> I know it's a pain in the ass, but it's the only way to do it. But you can reach us directly that way. So before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. And it's finally time, Eddie D. It's celebration time. Yes. Because we're finally hitting 200 episodes. Congratulations. Can you believe it? And we're also coming up to four years of doing this podcast. So next week, we're taking a break from looking at movies and instead we're looking inwards on ourselves and looking at all the movies that we've covered in 2021 as a way of celebrating 200 episodes. And we're going to explore, essentially, we've done it twice before now, so you should be well aware we're going to explore the best and the worst of all the movies that we covered in 2021. Yeah, so if you've been following us, it's been a journey. And Absolutely. we're going to break that down because I feel like rather than paying for a therapy bill, I think this is a good, yes. good time for us to just uh, to vent. Yes, so we haven't really covered a lot of the movies so far. Like in our actual spoilers episode, we haven't actually got to a lot of the movies from 2021 yet. So I think this will be a good sampler of what we mm. thought of that year as a whole mm. and whether we thought it was an improvement on 2019 and 2020 because those two years were absolutely shocking for movies. <laughs> and I think I'm going to call my cut without actually knowing. I think I'm going to predict early. I'm going to make a, a prediction of our own episode. I think 2021 will prove to be a better year than the previous two yeah, years. It's an interesting year, right? Because it was kind of like everyone coming out of their cave, like everyone That's coming right. into the light again. And then sort of- It was when they started releasing movies again in yeah, cinemas. Oh, wow. And there was kind of like this sense of wonder going on. And whether that turns out to be good or bad, because I think some bad movies got a pass. Oh, absolutely. But then some- some movies were allowed to be made as well. So I guess that's yeah. going to add for an interesting discussion. Absolutely. So please join us next week for that. Come celebrate with us. 200 episodes. Can you believe it? We'll pop the sparkling wine. Yes. Champagne. How many days did I say, if you play our episodes from start to end 11? consecutively, I think, yeah, I think you're right. You'll go for 11 straight days. So we've been talking for 11 straight days, not including all the stuff we cut out, but can you believe that? Wow. More than a week, we've just been talking nonstop Someone about all this crap. Someone could listen to our podcast for, you know, 11 days straight. That's right. Without well, why take, are you doing it? Without huh? taking a break. So maybe before, well, yeah, there's no way you could possibly do it, but before the next you episode, could do it, I believe go back and listen to all <laughs> 199 <laughs> episodes in the lead up so you can catch up, or at least just go back and listen to all the movies we covered in 2021. Do what Maddie D and I recently did and re-watch all the movies from 2021. Yeah, have a marathon. Have a marathon. It's interesting, let me tell you. There's something like 24 movies that we covered, so it's not that many. Good luck doing that in a week. But yes, so please join us for that, and until then... Until then, we'll be here, hopping on one foot and barking like a dog until you're back. Arf! 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 Well, Abby, damn, look who done come up in here. Hey, it's Kunta Kinte and Ebola. Famine and Blood Diamond. Nelson Mandela and Winnie. <laughs> Those hungry babies with the flies on their face. Hey, oh, 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 whoa, that's too much. Man, you stepped over the line. Now, we won't be talking that kind of shit about the hungry babies. You're going to have to get out of my chair. Politically incorrect. Somebody need to whip your ass. Mm-hmm. Get up and whip him, sweets.